Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to Scenes of Beauty a platform that is here to empower you to be your most authentic self and celebrate your own version of beauty, whatever that might be. I'm Chloe and I'm making it my mission to help you find and live your truest selves by connecting you with people that I believe live on their own terms. Each week, I sit down with guests that are all designed to show you that beauty comes in all shapes and sizes and it means something completely different to every single one of us. Scenes of Beauty is a relatively new platform, so I wanted to ask you all a little favour. My aim is to reach as many people as possible with my weekly episodes, and the only way that I can do that is with your help. So if you're enjoying listening to the podcast and taking things away from it, please hit the subscribe button, share with friends, and follow me on Instagram. It really helps with growing the podcast, which in turn helps me to get bigger guests and share their stories even further. Bex Campbell is a makeup artist turned content creator that has grown an online audience of over 700,000 people. She creates simplistic, effective makeup looks designed to inspire her audience to get really creative and expressive when it comes to beauty. It's really clear from our conversation that Bex has a natural passion for beauty and makeup and it's a really big part of who she is. Diversity is a huge topic of this conversation, as is weight and body image, two things I'm really, really passionate about covering on the podcast, so I was really happy that we had an honest conversation about it. Bex has some interesting thoughts on both of these topics, and I love how she just keeps it so real and honest throughout. Here's her version of beauty. Hi, Bex. Hey. Welcome to the Scenes of Beauty podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming. It's, um... I'm excited to have you here. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, so where do we begin? Because I've been looking through your socials and it's really cool. It's really creative. Thank uh, you. You're obviously a makeup artist. Mm-hmm. Um, but keen to chat a little bit about what's behind that and where that came from. Mm-hmm. So tell us kind of a bit about you and, and how you started with 
makeup or even go further back if you okay. want to. Okay, cool. I feel like I've only ever really done makeup, so we're going to go way, way back. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so I, I think there's a couple of things that kind of led me to that moment where I was like, no, like makeup is what, where I, what I want to do and where I want to go. Yeah. Um, and like the the first time that kind of stands out is that like I've got these vivid memories of my nan and she'd always have like this r- rigorous like skincare routine <laughs> when I was younger and I stand and watch her and all that kind of stuff. Like I feel like a lot of people have got those memories of like someone like in their family that would be like really heavily into beauty. But that was like the first thing but I, I wouldn't say I necessarily put that piece of the puzzle together until later I remember my mum came home one day and at the time um Milton Keynes Shopping Centre had just opened so this is how That's far back from. I'm from Bedford okay. um but Milton Keynes Shopping Centre had just opened and my mum worked in Milton Keynes so she come home with this massive bag of like Mac stuff and mm-hmm. I'm looking at it, I'm like oh my god this is amazing I must have probably been about 11 ish mm-hmm. and I remember she put all this stuff down look at all this stuff like lip gloss or whatever but my mum's white right I'm mixed race so <laughs> I literally put everything on my face and mum's <laughs> like okay you can't use that and I'm like why because her hair was curly and up until that point I don't really I didn't really think I saw a difference between me and her and she was like well because we're not the same color and I was like huh <laughs> like what was that the first time you ever had that I think so I think so because like I grew up around my dad and my dad's family my dad's yeah. Jamaican like I grew up around all of them but there wasn't a, I didn't see it I didn't see the difference between everyone mm-hmm. until like that moment when she was like you can't you can't wear it and I was mm-hmm. like oh okay um and then from there I remember like mum was like okay like wait for like your 13th birthday and I'm gonna take you and we'll get you like a few things so I was like okay fine so my 13th birthday come around now we went to the Mac store in Milton Keynes and I remember standing there like in awe of everything I was like this is where I want to live like I just want to be here forever and ever um and I got a few things and I feel like that was the first thing that like, started my journey into beauty and makeup and loving it and I just remember standing there that day being like I am gonna work here like that is all I want to do in life what and that, that was that what was that feeling like what was it was it like, I think it was it or? was like I think it was just the the fact of like I think Mac was one of the early brands that celebrated everybody mm-hmm. and I think that I that's the first place I walked in and I feel like I saw myself like represented somewhere like there was light it was glamorous it yeah. looked really fun like it was creative and like I just was like yeah this is this is this is my jam yeah, really yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's really cool so yeah so you went into the Mac store mm-hmm. so I did that and then from there I kind of just was like that's what I want to do ended up leaving school um and I did a beauty course because my grades were so bad that I couldn't get straight onto the, the uh, makeup course that I wanted to get onto <laughs> <laughs> um anyway I did that went straight to do the makeup course I actually did a foundation degree in specialist makeup as well at university mm-hmm. um and then I came out I got my job at Mac that same store that I went to when I was 13 I got a job there mm-hmm. um and I was just loving life for like the longest amount of time like from there I kind of like built myself up so I like did assistant manager I managed um the St Pancras store um in London as well and then mm-hmm. I ended up moving to London and I moved from Mac and I joined a brand called Kendo um and I did like education for the UK for them um for boots so I feel like I was in beauty a lot like I learned a lot from being on the brand side but all in all I'd say I'd probably been doing my Instagram now for maybe about six years so it kind of come from that Mac period and spanned into when I was at yeah. Kendo and then two years ago in January will be when I left and then went full-time content creator so yeah so how did you it sounds like did you have a beauty moment pre that 11 year old vex or was it then because it sounds like 
makeup is just in you. I mean, you talk about it and like you sound and seem so passionate about mm. it, which you obviously are because you've built a whole kind of career on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so was that, yeah, was that 11 year old Bex that the first moment? I would say so. I think it was the first time I saw something and was like, yeah, I'm interested in this. Like I'd seen my nan do it and I mm. knew that I was like, oh, it looks interesting. But it wasn't something that I was like, oh, like I need to put on my face now. It wasn't until like I had the products like literally sitting there. I think it was like, you know, those alone moments where you're like, I'm going to take that now and I'm going to try yeah, it out yeah. for myself. And I think that's where I had that. I had that moment at home. Yeah. And then, yeah, so it went from that point. Yeah. And then how did you, you're obviously now a content creator in mm-hmm. the space. So how did you transition from kind of, install brand side to then start creating content um i started creating content um just because i was like it looks kind of cool like let me give it a go like if you see my first video oh my gosh (laughs) like it was so fast no one could see anything like there was hardly any lighting um i was like so far away from the camera as well um but i remember (laughs) i filmed that video and i sat on it for about three weeks because i was so embarrassed to post it and i was like oh my god i don't want to do it's so scary and you're like what people gonna think of me and especially because instagram was very much like it started off as that that friendship like group on Instagram and if you expanded out of that then you'd expand out of that so I kind of really felt like oh my god people can judge me what they're gonna think of it um and then I remember I posted it one day you know you just like post and throw like I threw it and just didn't look at it and then my boyfriend rings me he's like have you seen your Instagram video I was like no he's like it's got like 5,000 views and at the time like that was huge I was like you're joking he's like I keep refreshing it and it just keeps going up so um that was like the first time I was like oh okay I had like a at the time I was like thought it was like super viral in the grand scheme of things now it's like a mini viral video but um yeah like for me that was huge and then that kind of sparked it and I was like okay like let's just keep going yeah um and I just carried on from there really yeah and then it's funny what you say about like being anxious or nervous to post something because mm. if you look at somebody else you would never think like I would never look at your profile or anyone mm. who's got a social following and be like not all them like they look stupid mm. but when it's yourself you do like why and also is it because it's something that's so personal to you as well I think it's because it's personal. I think that that particular video is because it was the unknown and I think everyone gets scared about the unknown. And since then I've learned like, just do it. Like rip the bandaid off, just do it. Because if I didn't do that, I wouldn't be where I am now. If I'd have sat on that video and never posted it, I literally wouldn't be here. So I do think like, it's just about just going for it sometimes. But then also I think a lot of the time on different subjects, people get a bit nervous putting things out there or they overanalyze things because once it's out there, it's out there. Yeah. And you can't take it back. You can't change it. Um, and I think that's what people always are thinking about in the back of their head as well. Yeah. When you started posting, was it with... What was the intention? Was it... I think it was just to have some fun. Um yeah. Once I started posting more and more, it was just... It just become more of like a hobby. Yeah. And, like, it's, it's weird. You get this funny feeling, like, if you haven't posted or you haven't filmed and you see someone else using something, you're like, oh, I, I really need to try <laughs> that. I want to do that. Yeah. And you kind of feel like... Not missing out from, like, posting, but you just feel like you're missing out because you want to try it as well. And I think yeah. because I've got that passion for makeup, like, everything intrigues me. Like, new formulations intrigue me. Colours, like... Like the way something's applied, new hacks, new trends, all that kind of stuff. I'm, I want to try it for myself. Yeah. So, yeah. That's interesting. So, I guess you've built a community because you're quite creative in terms of your artistry as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess you've built a community that kind of rely on you to 
review and deliver new trends mm. or deliver new creatives. Yeah. Yeah. I think that a lot of the time it's about just just uh, for me I feel like the the content that I love to do isn't always what people love to see yeah. and um I like for me I would love to just sit there and just like be completely silent do my makeup I find that really therapeutic if you speak to like a lot of makeup artists they find that part really therapeutic yeah. but like I feel like as it's gone on I feel people like to hear you your personality they want to know who you are as a person yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's what kind of gets them on board with your content as well so I've kind of like that for me was a massive um just a massive step to actually put myself out there because if you look at my Instagram I don't really share too many personal things I yeah. a little bit I do but not in in massive amounts mm-hmm. so like I'm kind of transitioning over to that a little bit but I'm still kind of private and guarded with some of my stuff so yeah yeah I was going to ask you about that because there is a demand for authenticity mm. and to know the person which is what kind of we're going to talk about today is mm. to find out who the person is behind the content creation mm-hmm. um but do you feel is that something and this is not a trick question it's mm. just a genuine interested to hear your answer but do you feel a pressure to share yourself or do you want to um I don't think I ever felt a pressure because I never started off doing it. I think a lot of people that start off doing that, then they're trying to pull themselves back. Then they feel the pressure that everybody still wants to know more. And I'm kind of glad that I did it the way that I have because I can share what I want now. And it's, I don't think people are like, well, what else? What else? Because if I do share something, they're kind of like, oh, like that's something a little bit different. Um, But for me personally, I would say that I don't mind sharing certain things. I think for me, it's about the timing of when I share them because I'm the type of person that I like to be as real and as honest as possible. But at the same time, like I personally feel like sometimes authenticity is taken away if you're if you if you show too many in the moment moments yeah. because it's almost like the first thing you're thinking about is it to get your camera out versus yeah. actually be in that moment and feel whatever those feelings are whether it's happiness sadness and stuff like that yeah. and I kind of like to just ride that emotion first and then I'll talk about it versus put yeah. it out there to the world straight away if I haven't even comprehended yeah. it yet yeah that's a really interesting thought actually because I think a lot of people content creator or not mm. The first thing they do is go to a concert, you get your phone out. You mm. go to something, you get your phone out. You sit down to eat, you get your phone out. Yeah. And it's actually take a step back and enjoy it and think about the... Yeah, that's a really interesting mm. thought because I think, yeah. I think, like, do you know what I will say, though, is that I do capture content, especially if it's, like, in the moment things. Like, like I went to um, the Black Panther premiere the other yeah. day yeah, and I literally... Oh, best night of my life. But Me anyway, too. in my head, I was just like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm here. And I do shoot content, but... I don't post as I shoot like it'll be like the next day or like later on when I get home and I think that for me that works very well because again like I want to be in the moment like I want to remember it for what it was not for looking at a camera and just remembering me taking all the content Yeah, yeah so yeah yeah that's really interesting you talked a little bit about um sharing moments and sharing a bit more personal stuff one of those that you are sharing at the moment is like a journey of weight loss Mm -hmm. just Talk us through that. Okay. So I turned 30 in August. And turned yeah, turned 30 yeah. in August. And Ooh, can we ask how you felt about that? Because Oh yeah, yeah. Um I was I was over it by the time I got to it, <laughs> to be honest. I felt like the run-up, and not even the year run-up, like I'm talking like the run-up of like I was hitting like 27, 28 
like and I got to 29 and I was like mm, okay and I think do you know what I, I think a lot of the, I think a massive thing that changed that was obviously my mum passed away three years ago oh, and it's okay. And um, I feel like that year after I did a lot of like just searching for who I am and who, who I wanted to be because up until that point, I feel like I, my identity was, oh, I'm my mum's daughter. What do you do your work for? Oh, because I want to make my mum proud. Like, what do you yeah. do this for? Oh, because I can't wait to show my mum. Do you know what I'm trying yeah. to say? And I feel like I was an only child as well. So I felt like that was, for me, I feel a lot of my identity come from that. And for that year after, I was really just trying to find like who I was personally. And because of that, I think that I just got over the fact of like the aging part. Like it's not, it's not a big deal. And I started, I, cause I also in, in this industry as well, like I go to a lot of events and there is a lot of people that are like my age and up, but there's also a lot of people that are really, really young. So you are mixture, mixed with a lot of different ages. And sometimes you can think, oh my God, am I too old for this? Like how many times I talk about like TikTok to like my friends, I'm like, oh, I'm too old to be on that. I'm like, you joking? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, you yeah. can't, be, like, yeah. how can you say that? And I think that I got to that point because I was just like, who cares? Yeah. Like who actually cares? The fact that I've got to 30 is the blessing in itself. Yeah. Um, the fact that I'm healthy is the blessing in itself. The fact that I do what I love is the blessing in itself. So yeah. for me, I got to it and I was like, is that it? Like, yeah. okay, like, I don't know what I expected to happen. I think everyone makes it out to be like this massive event. Like you're going to wake up and you've got like gray hair and like 60,000 yeah. wrinkles. But then you literally wake up and you're like, oh. Yeah. And it's exactly the same. Yeah, it's interesting. A lot of my friends, I had it just, was really excited to turn 30 and just be like, woo, 30, I don't care about anything anymore. I'm just going to live my life and have a good time. Mm. And then I was like, oh I feel a bit weird about this mm. I don't even know why yeah but I guess you I've lost a parent as well like a long time ago but I guess sorry to hear that no no it's it's more for me I don't know how you feel about it but it puts things into perspective yeah. a lot um and so like you said I don't know like and please share if you if you feel you want to or need to but um you kind of stop sweating the small stuff yeah, don't you and 100%. you just figure out how to be happy and then keep going on that yeah. path hundred percent and I think that's where I got to even go in full-time content career because I just got into this mindset of like I don't care yeah, like yeah. I don't care what anyone thinks I don't, yeah. it, what is the worst thing that can happen it doesn't work okay I'll go get another job like yeah, yeah. that's all I think and even sometimes when it comes down to content creation like especially some of my friends and like people around me be like okay so but what are you gonna do after I'm yeah. like well I'm gonna ride this train as long as it goes yeah, and then yeah. after we'll figure it out at the other end yeah. like I'm not gonna worry about that now like I just want to be grateful for the time that I'm having and everything that I'm getting and the way that my career is at the moment rather yeah. than worry about oh but what what if down the road yeah. because I think it comes to a point where even in this like current climate jobs aren't secure like just because you think you're employed with someone they can turn around tomorrow and be like bye yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's just exactly it's exactly the same you don't know what the unknown is if you're self-employed doing whatever industry you're in it's the same thing yeah, yeah, yeah. so so yeah yeah, good for you. Thanks. Yeah, good for you. Um, we were talking about sharing weight loss journey. Right, my weight loss journey. So yeah, turned 30. And I was like, you know what? For the longest time, like, I would just want, I just would like, I've got an, I've got a vision in my head of what body, I say who, because there is one person that I think of and I'm like, yeah, like, I feel like she's perfect. Um, yeah, her name is um, Makeup Shayla. Have you, okay. have you seen her on Instagram? No, she's like one of the OG influencers. Okay. Um, and she's not particularly, she's not really slim or anything. I just feel like she's just like, just, 
I feel like I can see myself being like that. Like, it looks achievable for me. She looks good. Um, she does loads of, like, get dressed with me videos now, like, even though she was a beauty creator before. Uh, but, yeah, no. So I, I was like, you know what? Like, I feel like I just need to just perfect myself for me, not for anything else or anyone else, just because my boyfriend doesn't care. He's like, why? There you go. Here's a donut. <laughs> I'm like, this isn't, it's not helping. It's not helping. Um, but, yeah, so I got myself a PT. Um, Can I just ask, mm-hmm. do, do you feel pressure, whether or whether or whether no, whether or not, <laughs> whether or not you're in front of a camera all the time? That that might have added to pressure or not. But do you feel pressure from from our age? I'm the same age as you. Well, I'm 31. Mm. Um, but from growing up about weight do you feel the type of way about um because of that well i'm not gonna lie i feel like i've been on like numerous diets forever like literally yeah but but and i was talking to my friend about this the other day it was actually really funny because she was like oh yeah me and healthily and i was like is this it like is this what we're doing forever like because it like i'm very much a long-term thinker in certain aspects and when i speak to my my pt she's like yeah like you need to track your macros i'm like what what forever and i'm not the type of person that i don't i haven't got like an addictive personality where like if i start tracking something it could become like dangerous or anything like that i'm very much uh, i can get into it and then i put probably gonna get bored and then I'm gonna drop it um and I was just like how are we gonna keep doing this forever and she was like this is exactly what I thought the other day because she was like my mum's just gone in the diet (laughs) she's like she's 50 and I was like see I was like this is ridiculous so for me the way I kind of really want to do it because as I said I've been on numerous diets um is just the fact that I I just want to get into healthy habits healthier habits that I don't really have to I'm not really thinking about restricting myself but I'm just thinking about balance and um I I've been to the I've been on I've had a gym membership for god knows how long Mm -hmm. it's like the on and offness and I'd say the only steady thing that I have been doing since just literally before the lockdown as I I run so obviously I run and I'm like okay but I'm not really seeing anything so I was like you know what let me just get a PT and let me just see what I can achieve and plus I feel like I need like the motivation because I'm I love the sofa like I do (laughs) I love the sofa I like warm inside no rain I like that in Mm -hmm. life and um sometimes you've got to go out of your house to actually get to the gym (laughs) so so knowing there's someone there and she's like you're so good you haven't missed any sessions I'm like yes because I'm paying you (laughs) If this was not a paid thing and you was just there, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> so yeah, she was like, yeah, I know that, but you still have... I was like, no, no, no. That's <laughs> because I paid you. That's the reason why I'm here. But as long as I just keep paying her, I will turn up. So yeah. I'm nearly... I'd say I, I'm going... I'm into my third month. I'm not... I haven't done three months completely yet, but I'm like halfway through like the third month month no basically I've been doing it like two months and a half basically mm-hmm. I've lost half a stone which do you know what like when it, in old me would have been like half a stone in like two and a half months like what have you been doing because that's not yeah. even a pound a week <laughs> but do you know what I'm actually really happy with it and I've stopped obsessively weighing myself like I've literally only weighed myself at the start once and then literally like on the 10th week I weighed yeah, myself did, you did a video and you were like I've not lost any yeah weight. because I uh, do you know what I knew what would happen and I've done this before is that obviously I came on my period and I was like I'm gonna weigh myself because I just <laughs> feel skinny no you didn't <laughs> no, like 
it doesn't work like that at all. So anyway, I didn't lose not one pound and I was like, how? Like, this is not right. So I was like, you know what? Instead of like getting in my feelings about it, like, let me just let that sit for the day and I'm going to check like after my food's actually finished. And then I yeah. obviously reweighed myself and then um, I'd lost four pounds at that point. And then my PT weighed, my, weighed me last week. And um, yeah, it was seven pounds in total. So I was like, okay, do you know what? Fine. And I feel like I haven't been super strict myself. So that makes me even more happy because I feel like this feels realistic to me. Yeah. yeah. So as long as I just keep going with it, I, I don't mind if I look dif- if it doesn't take me, like if it takes me like a year to look different, but if I've done it and you know, I've achieved it, that's my main goal. So, yeah. yeah, I think weight loss is a funny one. And it's something I've been thinking about a lot lately because I like you like I've been on a diet my entire life I eat some I had a conversation with my mum about it the other day and she was like you know I eat really good like I eat salads for lunch and I was like as opposed to what and she was like oh bread and I was like but bread's not bad we just told we were told it and like we were obviously growing up with like our mums on Weight Watchers and Slim Fast and it's like my brain feels fucked by like so exhausted by it and I'm like a bit like you said like is this what life is going to be like forever? Like feeling yeah. guilty because I want pastry for my breakfast. Like yeah. it's not normal and it's exhausting at times. So I think what you're saying about like a lifestyle switch and just implementing like balance and mm. healthy habits is defo the way to do it. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And plus I'm a bit of a selective eater. I don't say fussy. I mean, <laughs> because uh, so there's a lot of things that I'm, I'm, I don't like. So anytime like someone, especially like if you're trying to, you know, like diet food, they'll be like, eat this. No, I yeah. can't eat that. Like I just can't. And I think that's what also like puts me off as well. Like I just, I love a nachos. I love some chicken wings. Just give me, like I love... <laughs> I love, I just love simple food, but not simple as in not, not seasoned food. But like, yeah. do you know, I just don't like all like the fussy Fancy, stuff. Yeah, yeah, Loads yeah. of different random sauces. No, I can't. No, no I hear no. you. I think it's tricky. Have your online community, I'm guessing they've had quite a bit to say about, because weight is something like, if I do a video that talks about weight or body, it, it does really well. Like mm-hmm. people are really interested in it because I think we're just looking for answers but there's not an answer because I think it's quite unique to every person but are people in comments like yeah no I've had quite had a yeah like... I wouldn't say asking for advice because I feel like I've been really careful to position myself yeah. when I've been making the videos as I'm not the expert because yeah. I'm not trying to be I'm yeah. just trying to share a journey and it be realistic yeah. rather than a lot of pressure to be like I've lost five pounds this week and I hate water <laughs> do you know what yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> like for me I just wanted to be realistic I thought you know what let let me share it because you know sometimes when you're watching someone else it kind of makes you feel a little bit accountable mentally it might not be that you're sharing it with someone but you're like oh that person's still going so like maybe I should keep going too and it again it's not to like achieve something that's like not obtainable like especially like recently did you see the New York Post thing about like the heroin sheet well I was gonna yeah I was gonna mention that it like for me I was just like it's just so unrealistic and for that to be put out there, especially in 2022, is is crazy. So I think for me, I, I really want to share like the points where I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not doing great this week. I'm doing good for the last two weeks. Yeah. And that's realistic because sometimes yeah. life gets in the way. Yeah. And it, whatever your lifestyle is, whether you're busy or whatever, maybe you're just tired. Like sometimes you just don't have the energy to make a good decision. Like yeah. it's just whatever's easy or what's actually just going to make you happy at the time. Yeah. And sometimes that's okay. Yeah, I think, especially on social, the body weight, body image sphere on there is, 
it's quite a weird space, isn't it? There's mm. people who are still weight loss, weight loss, weight loss, and then there's like people in the middle who are like healthy lifestyle, but this is how you cook healthy, and I'm like, but mm. there's no balance there. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And then there's people who are like, body confidence and it's like it's quite overwhelming to try and figure out sometimes you just need to come off of it because mm. it's like what's right what's wrong everyone's got such loud voices and opinions on there about it at the minute mm. and yeah the heroin chic thing is is wild oh, i couldn't believe I know, it i couldn't i was, I was like, like at first i thought it was like just like you know when it's like someone's doing a throwback to like a magazine article yeah. from like 2002 or something and i looked at it, i was like no like they're being dead serious but what was really interesting is obviously they've had a lot of backlash and um i actually was gonna create um a tiktok post about it and when i went to search up the post because I'd, obviously i'd seen it but i hadn't screenshotted it yet i went to actually find the screenshot and even like back in like january like february time I've, there was other articles that went up about it and i was thinking to myself i don't know how that slipped through the net like it was it was because i hadn't seen them up until that point so i still feel like they're still trying to like push a certain like narrative and agenda and i just don't think at this point we should be doing that everyone can have their own personal preference as to what they think is good for them but then i think that pushing that narrative onto someone else and not making it clear that it's your own opinion isn't right and we shouldn't be doing that because I feel like each to their own as long as it's healthy and you know it's healthy for you and you're or you're aware of what you're doing like I don't really feel like that is something that I should be addressing or like pushing a narrative for if that makes sense so yeah yeah Yeah, that does make sense it does scare me how like powerful people I love the Kardashians but it does it makes me anxious for like they have big brothers so that means the entire world now has to do conform to it hit thrust a week and that, you know I'm like no, no 100% this is so terrifying do you know what the thing is that I think though is that I haven't got a problem do, do your tweaks do yeah, your yeah. T- whatever you want to do it. do it I'm here for it if it makes you feel better as long as it's for you and no one yeah, else yeah. go for it but for me I think that be honest about it if yeah. someone's asking you just say don't make it seem like you've achieved that through literally what you said like doing like a million hip thrusts and squats a week because it's it's that's not achievable and even if you're trying to push that as achievable it's not going to come in like two months yeah it's not going to change that quick so i just think that be honest that people know what it is they're looking at 
because otherwise you do get these unrealistic beauty standards that come into play thinking well why don't i like that why can't i achieve that mm-hmm. and then you've got you've got people going to extremes trying to get like that when it wasn't naturally obtained in the first place yeah it's yeah it's wildly scary and i think mm. people do like latch on to things mm. like you know how many people are now going to be on mad mad diets mm. to obtain a like a tiny tiny body you know yeah. there's a lot of pushback but there's also a lot of people who subconsciously feel so inspired by these images mm. that that's what's happening on a catwalk so therefore that's what gets filtered down you know it's yeah it's terrifying i think you know I think that it comes, I, I do think it comes with age because I think sure. that as you get older, you start to just be like, well, this is what I look like yeah, and yeah, yeah. that's that's the end of it. And it does make me sad for like the younger generation that is coming through because I feel like you have to weed through that to get to it in the first place yeah, or get yeah. to a space where you're like, this is what I look like. Yeah. Like, I feel like I've been mid-sized my whole life. I've never yeah, been like yeah. super like slim. Even when I've lost weight, like I haven't looked like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I know for a fact, like her and she, that's not my body type like I would have to be so so ill to achieve something it's disgusting (laughs) to achieve even the name like doesn't that tell you that no one should be doing it and like for me that's never gonna that's not my body shape that's never gonna happen but I feel like for someone that's younger that hasn't got the direction around them to be like no like that's not your body type it's it's scary it's scary that someone would look at that and be like yeah I I I want to look like that and also I don't know about you but my body I would say from the age of 27 it started to change in terms of shape like my hips feel wider and my I don't know I just feel different to what I did in my 20s I don't know if I've like just filled out a bit more or Mm. equally I'm not as I used to thrive to be slim like Mm. all my life and now I'm just a bit more accepting of Mm. it is what it is you know I think that, but do you know what as well, I think is one area that really helped me is that for the longest time, like I didn't put two inches together that hang on, I'm I'm growing. So you keep all your yeah. clothes yeah. and then you go and try and fit into a dress that you had like a year ago. And then you're like, oh, I'm going to keep that because I will fit back into that. Yeah. And then you end up with this whole closet of stuff that really you shouldn't have because it was probably from like three years ago, four years ago. And you were a completely different body shape then because you were still growing. Yeah. And then you're putting pressure on yourself to try and fit into these clothes and getting upset that you don't fit into them. Yeah. And I, I literally, probably about two years ago, I was like, no, I'm done. Like, I used to buy things and be like, oh, I'll buy that. And then even if it's a bit tight, it's fine because I'm going to fit into it. Yeah. And it just got to the point, like, no. Like, just buy the shit that fits yeah. you. <laughs> You'll be yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like you always feel better in clothes that fit you anyway. Yeah. And I, once I started doing that, I started realising, oh, okay, like, I actually look a lot better than yeah. wearing, like, I literally look like I had, like, a rubber band around my waist, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> trying to fit into things, when if I just bought, like, the right size, I wouldn't even yeah. had, like, a muffin top, because it was, it would have fit yeah. okay in the first place. So, yeah, I think that, yeah, if you've got any clothes at home that are old clothes, and you're like, I'm going to fit, no, just yeah, throw them, get stuff. new stuff. Yeah. I do think the thing about fitting into clothes properly, like, Zara... I usually, mm, it's my go to, but at the minute I can't fit in anything and I'm like, fuck this, I'm yeah. not doing it. Like, I can't yeah. try and fit my body into a Zara clothes because it's just not working for me at the minute. Yeah. So we're having a time out, you know? Yeah, no, I agree with you. Trousers, Zara, never doing it to myself. Like, I'm not even going to try <laughs> and put them on. I'm not. I refuse yeah. because it just, it will just send me to a place where, like, 
this isn't working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even like you know, like um, the the mum fit jeans that are, like rigid, yeah. like they're never gonna fit me. Like yeah. I need to go to like a size sixteen to fit into them. And then at that point as well, like the waist is not right, the legs is okay, but it's just yeah. no, no. There's some things that I feel like I've just known that are just not yeah, yeah, for me. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. So yeah, it's quite a feeling then to yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Um, you mentioned something earlier about um, shades and foundation shades with when that first experience of makeup mm-hmm. with your mum. Her obviously shade range is a lot more stronger than what it used to be. Diversity in the industry is a lot stronger than it used to be. But do you have opinions on it? Thoughts on it? Experience from it? Um, I would say that I'm so thankful that there's brands that have come out there that have got diverse shade ranges. I think there's still brands out there that have diverse shade ranges, but they're not the right shades. Um, And then there's still brands out there that aren't diverse at all. Mm. And I think that it's it's a real shame like don't get me wrong like the cost that goes into shades for like foundations and things like that like yeah. it's a lot of money that brands pay to make sure that their shade range is extensive but i generally feel like if you have brands that are like for example like drugstore lines like you've got like um elf you've got um you know revolution have loads of spin-off brands they've got like revolution x um like there's still brands out there that have got the shade ranges that are drugstore brands or whether they're like or like a little bit more higher end like high street that have got the extensive shade range so if they can do it why is not yeah. everyone um so that sometimes is a little um disappointing and i don't think that it stops at foundations either i think it goes yeah. and it should stretch into everything um so yeah like there was a particular foundation i was like oh i really want to try that and i was like oh shade range is not that great mm-hmm. um so yeah, it's it's still I think it's still an issue, yeah. and I think it still needs to be addressed, and it still can be better. And I I think that maybe that the last like two years, I think that was really heavily pushed. I think with like the Black Lives Matter movement that happened around like the whole George Floyd thing, I think that everyone was very much like really talking about diversity and really trying to show that their brands were for everyone. And then it just went really quiet. Yeah. Like literally, Black History Month just passed, and. I couldn't even tell you which brands did anything for it. So I think it just goes to show, like, as much as it shouldn't be, and we should really be pushing it not to be, like, I think brands see as, okay, what's hot at the moment? Okay, we'll press push that. And that's, like, how they plan their marketing calendar, to be yeah. really honest. And if they think at the time that they're, it's going gonna, it's gonna to fit their brand to have multiple shades of foundation, then that's what they'll do. But if yeah. not, then they'll just bypass it, which is really sad. It is sad. And I even think, I think a lot of the problem... I, I, this is talking from my experience because I'm my background is within brands, but even the diversity in a brand, yeah. like I've been in such conversations where we're talking about being diverse, and I'm like, can we? We're all white. Yeah. How how can we be? A hundred percent. How can we be having this conversation? There's no one to represent from a personal perspective. So how can we therefore deliver something that's powerful and meaningful and inclusive when there's no diversity within this space it's really it's really strange i agree with that i agree with that and i think that this is why things get bypassed and they're not at the forefront of people's minds because like if you if you're not of color you're not gonna be thinking oh it's black history month like but as 
like someone that works inside a brand that is campaigning for diversity or that is really trying to push that diversity message in their branding it should be something that is at the forefront of people's minds but I do think it starts within and I think it comes more from the fact of what a brand's doing to actually engage a, a more diverse workforce what are they what are they doing that is gonna make someone want to go and work for them or see it as an aspirational place to work for them you know so yeah yeah I think so and I think that where that's where for want of a better phrase like that's where magic happens where you get people who are feel included whether it is diversity whether it's age whether it's Mm -hmm. you know some representation of of themselves Mm -hmm. that's where you get passion and that's where you get fireworks when it comes to brands and marketing and inclusion and and that kind of thing because without that there's no real passion behind a brand without its people you know 100 percent. and i think as well like a lot of the time um brands come under fire for certain things and they'll it's like sometimes and it sounds it sounds like i'm being like really picky but they'll use like a token black person they'll use that one person as the token and then it will be like there's nothing else around it but then there's there's more diversity than just black and white there's like loads of different um ethnicities that you could be including that aren't included um that that should be and they should have representation that those those communities should have the representation because especially knowing like how i felt about that first time that i walked into mac and i saw I saw someone that looked like me working there and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. Um, was that I'm, them, like way back where? Yeah, yeah, and I just feel like they everyone needs representation and what that does for people, people don't realise the untapped potential that representation has. Yeah. And I think that it, everyone should be celebrated. Yeah. So, yeah. And I even think, like, we're in 2022 and people are loving the paired-back versions of brands and the... Mm not the perfect the, the transparency that brands are offering i even think it's okay for brands to be like look we aren't doing a great job at this we need your 100%. help like let's ask a hundred percent i totally agree with that like it you don't have to have all the answers yeah. but you need to know where to look for them yeah. and i'm such a firm believer of if you haven't got the answer what is the solution like what is the solution to whatever you need to do and yeah. if you go and find what that is and like actually like you know put feelers out there and ask people that are actually in the industry like what it is what can we be doing more loads of people have so many things and so many uh, um ideas that they can put forward and it would help so much and i do think like panels like that would be amazing yeah mm. yeah they would be um i'm looking for something in that that mm. they they need to do because i think i do think it's brands when we were younger brands were like these big giant things that you couldn't touch whereas yeah. now they're much more accessible mm. so yeah it would be a good a good shout um what are some brands that you're loving at the minute that are really good for like diversity and shade range um i'm a massive fan of elf at yeah. the moment um yeah. just because i feel like they it does what it says it does that's a really interesting one because there's also stigma around high street versus mm. kind of more what's the word like a higher range yeah, higher yeah. brands what are your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, to be fair, m- my issues lie a bit more when huge brands are duping really small independent brands. Like yeah. independent brands where you don't need to be doing that because yeah. that's probably their bread and butter. I feel like mm, 
if they're two big brands, I feel like fair game. Like everyone, they're they're all they're making probably around about the same amount of money. Like mm. they've got the same like marketing budgets behind them. Maybe I shouldn't think like that, but I just feel like okay, cool. Like there should be a space that okay, if that if that product is not accessible to some people, there should be an accessible version. Mm. Um, however, I feel like when I feel like when when I would say more drugstore brands really go in and dupe like like I'd say like they're mid-tier brands but they're independent still they're very much reliant off like you know each individual sell mm -hmm. I don't really think that that's fair and mm -hmm. I, I think that you're treading a really thin line because you could potentially take them out of business yeah. by doing something like that and I just I, I just don't think it's good I don't think it's good business mm -hmm. and I think that we're in this time period of transition like I think you see all these indie brands and they move a little bit different and they move a bit differently because it's almost like they support each other yeah they almost don't tread over the line of okay you're doing really well but I can do this really well or they'll market or package it a bit different it might be very similar product but they'll have a different USP for it mm. and I remember seeing this was uh I think it must have been a couple of years back now when um is it um be perfect cosmetics mm -hmm. they released the carnival palette don't they mm -hmm. and they i think it was a carnival 2 palette i think can't remember exactly which one anyway they released the palette and their server went down and i remember them putting out a thing basically saying like our oh, traffic was too high we're really sorry and then p louise stepped in and was like you can use our server yeah and in my head i'm like okay you sell eyeshadows they sell eyeshadows yeah. but that's what I feel like is collaborative business like yeah. they're two independent companies her that doesn't take away from them and it doesn't take away from her yeah. it's just simply like you know let me give you a helping hand now obviously that won't happen for every single business obviously they have a relationship where they can do that but yeah. I just feel like we should be past the point of feeling inferior of someone doing the same thing because just because they're doing the same thing doesn't mean it's given the same message so yeah. That's a really interesting point actually because I worked at Inky and I don't think Martin Collette who are the founders of Inky I don't think they'll mind me saying this in that I was really surprised when I went there because however there's always going to be an element of competition mm. like from a from a marketing standpoint mm. from a product standpoint mm -hmm. from a, a consumer standpoint you do come together as like allies when you are small brands and you work together and you do competitions together and you do things that enhance both mm -hmm. and you converse and it's all kind of feels really united whereas i've also been on the other end where you work in these huge brands and it's feisty yeah it's like, like cutthroat oh, guys it's let's all just get on like, yeah it's wild a hundred percent it's really wild so you're loving elf yeah so i really like elf at the moment i love nas i've loved nas yeah, for a long time um i think that and I, I go through stages like huda beauty i was obsessed 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 with their eyeshadows i don't really pick up their eyeshadows that much anymore yeah. but their concealer i'm obsessed with that's and also their setting powder so i would say huda beauty is still up there for me okay. um I still love Mac. Mac is a bit of an OG, yeah. and it took me a while to like get back into so many things because I think when I worked there, I used everything. Like everything yeah. I used was that. So I feel like I spent like a, the first like couple of years after I left just trying everything else that was out there. But yeah. they've still got some really good products. Um, what else? What else? What else? Um, 
Anastasia Beverly Hills is I, also another you know what? one. I love Anastasia I Beverly Hills. I love Anastasia Beverly Hills. I also really love Morphe now. Do you? Yeah. Do you know what? I haven't used... I've got I've got a few things that come through from Morphe recently, but there's nothing that I'm looking at and I'm like, I need it or I, like, I, yeah. I, I, I'm like, you know, wanting to use it. Like, I've got a few bits there, but not... Yeah. What what specifically? I love the eyeshadow palettes. Okay. And I, I just love the brushes and the, I love yeah. the Jacqueline lip liners. Okay. Um, I think I've got a couple of their lipsticks that I really like. I don't use. I've used their foundations before, but yeah, I love the just the little random bits from them. Okay, nice. Because I moved to Manchester and there's a Morphe shop. Oh, okay. Um, so which I'd never. I've had it before, but yeah, I go in there and have a little look. It's nice. Yeah, no, the brushes are really nice. I really like Sigma brushes as well. Oh, yeah, nice. really, really nice. Okay. While we're on kind of makeup tips and talking about that kind of thing, makeup is obviously becoming more, or what feels like is becoming more and more advanced. Everyone's makeup game is wild at the minute. Everyone's <laughs> Compared to what mine was like when I was literally like 16. Yeah, no, 100%. But honestly, I mean, what are tips for even like everyday makeup? Because I do feel like some girls, me included, are a bit like, I can't do makeup as well as them so like how do I do it because I do feel like everyone is so strong at makeup at the minute and it's also can be like a little bit frightening if you don't feel that confident in applying it mm. um for me I would say first and foremost is that you can see loads and loads of content creators and you might follow them for different reasons but everybody has different face shapes and yeah. that will determine how something might look on you mm -hmm. now i don't necessarily think that there's hardcore rules in makeup yeah. i i think that the way everyone was taught before and the way that it kind of comes across sometimes now is almost like this is wrong this is right yeah. and i don't necessarily think that's true like i think that makeup is just expressive do whatever the hell you want with it and whatever makes you feel good about it mm -hmm. i don't think you should compare someone else's technique to yours if you like what it does when you do it yeah. um if something works for you then keep it that way yeah. i don't think there's a right or a wrong way to do do anything to be really honest but i would say that if there's like certain things that you or, or if you want like a basic makeup i think that it's just about just getting like the color on your cheeks like giving yourself like a bit of like a bronze look if that's your thing or not and just obviously putting like a little bit of concealer or foundation whatever your preference is like and i think that is for me my go-to makeup look is literally what i just said like mascara yeah. brows a lip and that is it like i'm not yeah. I, it, I i create a lot of creative looks and if i've got somewhere to go i would wear that look there but on a day-to-day -day basis, like, you won't catch me in Audi looking like that. Yeah, like, yeah. I I won't be even wearing anything in Audi because yeah. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? I just feel yeah. like sometimes it's good to just be realistic. Like, yeah, it's not every yeah. day, so. Yeah. And then when it comes to artistry, because you obviously do create some amazing looks, has, was that something you learned through college and through uni or were you doing that anyway? I would say that I, I learned to be more creative when I was at Mac. Mm -hmm. um i would say if you, if you really if we really get technical like uni and college didn't really teach me much mm -hmm. i don't think you need that you could, it's good to have that i feel like it helped me grow as a person it grew my confidence yeah. but in terms of my skill level absolutely not like <laughs> no 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 um when i went to work for mac i think that was like the real thing that really built my skill because you would see all ages like every single like every single type of person every yeah. face shape skin tone like you would see everything and you would work on everything so it really gives you like a diverse set of skills that you could adapt with 
but for me when we was there obviously we'd be encouraged to like use like the um the looks um that they would set out for certain um campaigns that they were doing like different new different product launches when i worked there they have a different collection like every single week Mm -hmm. so i'd be working there like five days a week so it'd be like oh what can i do today what should i do today what what is how do i feel today and i think that's what kind of inspired those creative looks when i used to do them then and then it kind of just transpired but i think that my my skill set is not even my skill set i think my go-to look or how i describe my content is like it's simplistic but creative at the same time like i don't Mm. think anything's overly or looks overly complicated it's Mm. very like yeah yeah final question that i ask everyone on the show is what is your version of beauty um it sounds so strange because i don't think it has anything to do with makeup at all um and i just think like my version of beauty is like just finding yourself Mm-hmm. like find yourself in whatever it is that that helps you to do that um I started running like as I said to you before like um just before the lockdown and that happened like I think that mainly happened because I, obviously I was training for the London Marathon which I didn't do I'm doing it this year though <laughs> um but um yeah I was training for the London Marathon and I feel like I got into this space of when I would run I would completely just like switch off mm-hmm. and I found like pure peace at that and I feel like it allowed me to like just process my thoughts my feelings like especially like with losing my mum as well like I feel that was the first time like I ever actually allowed myself to just grieve almost but I also found real peace in that and I think that is real beauty in the sense of being able to be in a place or go to a place that allows you to process your thoughts and your feelings and just be at one with yourself yeah does that make sense yeah yeah that's really lovely and I think it is really interesting because everyone answers that question in a really different way but that's a really kind of good perspective pure thing that you just said so thank you thank you you, thanks for coming on I really enjoyed it ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details nice thank you if you like this episode hit subscribe and leave us a review 